We'll see. Yes, that's good enough. Should I hit click it? Yeah, no, oh, you can see. Yeah, let's see what that one says. Hello, my friends. <laughs> we are, I has a period after it, I think because of that Esquire. Oh. Coming live from Norblinda, California. We're here in the Fox News broadcasting <laughs> because we have a printer behind us. No, we're not, we're at home. Um, and I uh, wanted to come on and talk about how the weak are being controlled by the wicked. Uh, and the reason this came to me, Hedia, yes. because I sprung this on her and said, hey, I wanna do a live and, and talk about this. Um, we watched a little bit of a movie about um, ISIS yesterday. Um, Dan Bongino has me fired up. If you've not seen today's Dan Bongino show, um, find it. I, I can't see how they're gonna leave it on YouTube very long. It was still there. Uh, a couple hours after he posted it, but I, what, what he talked about, I'm sure it won't last. Uh, so if you can't find it there, go to Rumble, find a Dan Bongino show on Rumble and watch it today. June a 7. lot of, lot of info about Wuhan. So his show got me all fired up. Uh, some stuff happening in the news and uh, you got, uh, uh, you know, what's her name? The, the, the vice nitwit. She's in uh, Guatemala. And she, she goes from the airport to the palace, talks to a few people, and apparently she's going to go to Mexico. Sure, that's going to... On vacation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seemingly on vacation. Have some margaritas. Um, and uh, people go, oh, look, at she's going to Guatemala. She's going to solve the problem from the Northern Triangle or whatever they call it down there. Um, and she wants to see, seek out the, the root problems with why there's an influx of people coming across the border. She was afraid to go to the border. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is the border's open. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, and I can just go on. There's just so many things. If we go all the way back to President Trump during his four years, um, just attacks on him and lies were spread and lies that even some Republicans started to believe. And then they found out that they weren't true about the Steele dossier and about the PP hoax and about um, him being a Russian spy and Ukraine. And uh, I can go on with all this stuff. So my question to you, Hedia, uh, being a, um, a counterterrorism expert, uh, I, I've had 21 years of law enforcement, anti-police department. Hedia has uh, worked for the FBI as a contract, uh, under contract, um, uh, and under uh, five different presidents as a counterterrorism expert, former Muslim yes. in a in a in a sect that was uh, wasn't involved in terrorism. Right. We they they didn't terror. like the terrorism. Right. They wanted to get it, get get to the terrorists. So with that background, as I began to think about, there's half of our country, seemingly. I don't think it's that much. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people have been put through all this. And so if we were to take the last five years, and I would say longer than that, maybe last six years in particular, with everything that's happened, the lies that have been proven a lie, we're still here. We saw the same people listening to a, the next lie and believing it about uh, Wuhan, about whatever. Um, and yesterday we were driving in the car and I was saying, you know what? We really have to look at this as if it's the Americans, America and Americans versus Democrats. They have, they've literally, in my mind, become the enemy. And I know people say, well, it's just liberals. It's just the left. And I go, they're all the same. It's just Antifa. They're all the same. BLM, they're all the same. It doesn't matter in my mind. And you're looking at me like, <laughs> you're going a little strong, Andy. Well, well, but, but if you take all those people, all the people in those areas, they want to defund the police. They want to open borders. But, but, but that's why, I mean, I'll tell you, and not because I have sympathy mm -hmm. for um, Islam in gen general, I'm just a human, I like humans in general. But 
we we try to avoid clumping an ent- a very large sector into a sector we were trying to combat mm-hmm. because then you create an enemy out of a billion people. So the more narrow you define the enemy, the easier it is to isolate okay. them from, otherwise you have radicaliz- radicalization of the middle. And okay. we don't want to further push. Oh. So- I'll narrow it down, Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not, I mean, you know, I mean, you really? know, my parents are Democrats, but do you think they want to defund the police? Remember, there's a whole sector. I don't think they're really Democrats. I think he's a conservative uh, 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 capitalist. Well, but there's but there's people like that who still vote for Biden, who still fund the Democrat Party, meaning they are not aware of what the radical left is doing. Okay, and if we were to look at Republicans, because we're not all the same, right? No, we're constantly trying to distinguish. We have we have rhinos. Yeah. So you have Democrats and there's a few outlined people that we call dinos. Right. Right. And then we call the rest of us like the Patriot Party <laughs> or MAGA. So your, your, your parents are dinos. <laughs> well, that's my point is that okay. if we can distinguish between rhinos and MAGA, then we should call them the radical left as opposed radical, to the radical Democrats. Yeah. Okay. We will come to that agreement. Okay. But they are the worst. I mean, they're the, right. they are poisoning the well. Yes. And we have to even separate the media, I think, uh, to a certain extent, and then the politicians. So we have we have three things working in here. Why I thought about you is because there. I just want to think of um, you know Johnny and Mary that you know have an apartment in you know Tustin, California, who are only listening to CNN, only listen to MSDNC, and all these other people. Uh, and maybe they're not. Maybe uh, some people like there's people that I know that don't watch any of those things, but they still hate Trump and hate America because their friend had told them that Trump had said something or that, you know, uh, open or, or closed borders is racist. And then they just go on for the rest of their life. They saw somebody on TikTok and now now they've become radicalized. So now my question to you, you as a counterterrorism expert have, have, have dealt with uh, the recruitment of young Americans, mostly, I would think. And Europeans. And Europeans into ISIS. ISIS. And what is it with the people that are being recruited? What is it about them that make them susceptible to being recruited and to be brainwashed into something that's completely against what I would say human nature, killing of others, you know, going, you know, defunding police, being for the criminals, letting them out of prison. That, that, that's, um, that's not normal thinking, I don't think. No, so it's fascinating that you come up with this comparison because <laughs> because the the radical left is now using the same models that I and other experts had decided upon for radicalization against us. So mm-hmm. they're calling us the extremists, they're right. calling us the violent extremists. So let's turn it on its head mm-hmm. and apply the same model to them. So what we say is that people get motivated by ideologically based um, groups, which the radical left is, Mm -hmm. it's based on an ideology, it's wokeism. Yep. Because of um, these five clusters of weaknesses that makes them susceptible. So there are psychological factors, social emotional factors, maladjustment, other Mm -hmm. kinds of social causes, political grievances, the ideology and economic factors. So based on a person's um, 
weaknesses in those areas, they will gravitate towards ideologically based violent groups or ideologically based grievance groups. Does a person need to be to have all five of those things no. going on? No. So uh, it's it has never been we, it, the the expert community has never been able to um, prove the negative, like the reason that somebody does not become a terrorist. But there are certain determined risk factors, which include those clusters. So what a lot of us were doing is we were trying to come up with scales mm -hmm. and using evidence-based scales from other um, previous studies to say, let's apply these scales. And based on where somebody ranks, we would say this person is potentially dangerous. Mm. Um, using violence to accomplish their social political goals, like Antifa. So I, I am uh. confident. I am confident that the FBI and other experts are using those same tools that we developed um, for the ISIS recruitment, as people are using against what they consider to be the far right, and <laughs> what we would now say applies to the radical left, because the models should be should be um, usable across the board for people who radicalize who don't follow social norms. I mean, because everybody, when they were watching the ISIS recruitment, and I mean, I have videos of this guy, like he was literally this like normal teenager out in Atlanta and he's on the video, he's about to become a suicide bomber. So they show at the end that he actually kills himself. And mm -hmm. he's making a video saying that his life was a mess. He came to live with the Mujahideen. They loved him, they took care of him. He missed his mom. Um, and that he was, he missed his mom and he was crying to her. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. He was a drug addict. Uh, and he went there thinking that he was going to die for a noble cause. Some of what you just said reminds me of what we would see the, now I'm going to say Democrat, now Democrat politicians, oh. um, putting in the, wanting to put in these policies of giving these uh, you know, the, the lower income people free stuff all the time, right? Let's give them more checks. They, they want to push through another uh, stimulus bill. They want to give more money to people, which you were saying about, you know, the, you know, giving them stuff and loving them and caring for them. What I think the Democrats are, are, are doing is saying our government, this government, this democratic Democrat government loves you. We love you so much. We are going right. to take care of you. We're going to give you social platform or uh, uh, social programs. We are going to give you EBD cards so you can go out and buy stuff as much as you want. You need another EPT? Yes, EBT? and we give you a cause to fight for. And we give you a cause to fight for. It's the same methods. Yes. Wow. Wow. Because extremists <laughs> recruit with the same patterns. Right. We used models that were effective in preventing gang violence because gangs do the same thing. So then you have now let's go with crime. So then you have you can say, look at these Republicans. They want to put you in jail. They want to arrest you. They're out there. You know, again, they're, they're uh, bigots. They're, they're racist. Bigots. They're, they're racist. Homophobic. They're homophobic. They're killing uh, a thousand to ten thousand male blacks every year, which is ten. Not not even close. Yeah. <laughs> they did a poll. I don't know if you've seen this poll or heard about it, but they did a poll with Democrats and there was a large portion of them. I, I want to say 30 percent, somewhere in that area, maybe 40 percent believed that a thousand to 10,000 blacks are being killed annually, just hunted down by law enforcement and killed. They truly believe that there's no question in their mind. Well, and based I mean, on what they're being told in the media, based on what they're being told by politicians. 
and you saw you saw when you were watching this little clip of the movie the movie's called profile it's really very well done mm. uh where the girl's on the call she's on a skype call with the guy who's saying it's wonderful come out here we're fighting against these uh, the infidels they're killing babies and then she hears gunfire and shooting and things blowing up in yeah. the background and it doesn't make her run yes so it's the same thing like people watched antifa and continue to burn cities down you know in in oregon is it oregon that where chomp is uh seattle seattle yeah uh that they and people still support it yeah and you're like how do you how do you yeah. support anarchy well because they have this tendency towards extremism because of this cluster of whether it's grievances or social emotional disorders or um poverty psychological issues that motivates them to accept those kinds of beliefs yeah. Hey, if you're watching this and Amy, thank you for commenting. I'll tell you what yes. the PP hoax is in one second. But um, if you're watching this, oops, sorry, one more second, go, go farther down. I have too many graphics here. Oops. <laughs> what was that? Um, make sure and comment. If when you comment, what happens is it causes the, uh, the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Twitches to push it out so other people can see it. So please comment. Just let us know where you're watching from. What did you think about we're talking about? If, we're, if you think that we're full of hot air, um, see, see how good I am. I'm, get, awesome. I'm getting so much better. Uh, <laughs> I'm healing. Um, I'm not sure I could do that with the explanation with the pee, pee hoax is, but uh, um, the, oops, sorry, one more. The, um, what Amy's talking about here, what's the pee, pee hoax? And um, what it was, it's, there was a story that somebody had a video of uh, President Trump uh, who was nude and had Russian prostitutes uh, urinating on him. And so PPE, P-E-E-P-E. -P -E -E -P -E -E. Yes, yeah. literally. Yeah. PP. <laughs> yeah. So it's a PP. That, that videotape never existed. It never, but it was obviously it ran its cycle through the, through the, through the news and um, caused some distraction, I'm sure, of something the Democrats were doing and got them off the front page, got him uh, onto the front page. And it was just a number, one of those, another one of those things that they use constantly to break you. It's just constant bombardment of he's evil. He's a Russian spy. He hates his country. He's racist. And whenever you ask any of those people, which I have, I remember being at a July 4th um, event in 2020, where I was sitting at a table with a bunch of people. And obviously, and then one of these people uh, that were there began, you know, railing against President Trump. And I tried to be quiet for a while. This is before I knew Hedia, who you know, is, is. I'm learning, <laughs> but uh, come on in. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, so you had a whole bunch of stuff to say, which was for probably a good 15, 20 minutes of stuff about staying things. I said, do you, do you, do you know that that happened? Do you, can you show me where that happened? Oh, I, well, I go, have you ever read that? Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen a video of that happening? No, a friend of mine told me. Oh. And I said, all right, but maybe you I could go on your phone and you can do a search and, and find me the video where he said those things. And she goes, well, I don't think, why do I have to do that? I, I believe my friend. And I said, really? I said, <laughs> I said, don't you, don't you want to do the research? Don't you? I mean, if you want to hate somebody that bad, because her, her vitriol was so strong. Yeah. I mean, it was just nastiness. Like he's a mother. And I mean, she was using the words that I'm, I would never use and saying very strong things. I said, when you feel that way about somebody, wouldn't you want to see it for yourself? Or here for herself, I, I don't need to. 
eventually she powered down because I just kept, I said, did you know that this is what he did? You know, this is his policy. I talked about uh, school choice and uh, a bunch of other the policies he, he brought in there. I didn't want to, don't want to waste our time going through all those. But there were a number of things that she didn't know. She was, well, I never heard of that. I said, your friend that told you he was a racist never told you about, you know, the school choice and how that benefited the black communities. He never talked about that. No, I never. What is that? So that I had to explain it to her. And I talked about a number of other policies. And um, and and so it, it, when we're watching, you know, the, this ISIS movie and when we're looking back at, you know, some of the people that you probably you know were a part of investigating that no matter what you did to show them that it's not true, they wouldn't believe you. You could say, you know, this is a, uh, you know, a, what do they call these things? Coaster. Coaster. <laughs> you know, they, they believe that this is a weapon, like a, a throwing star. I go, no, this is not a throwing star. It's a cup holder. Watch, I'll put it, I got a cup and I'll put it on the thing. It's a cup holder. It, it keeps from leaving a stand on the table. I'll show you how it works. It's a, yeah. yeah. And when it flies, it doesn't fly very well. And it has no sharp edges. It doesn't hurt. It's a cup holder. They go, no, that's a throwing star. And you, you could yeah. do everything you could to tell them. Two plus two equals, uh, you know, four. No, it doesn't equals five. No, it equals four. Let me show you four four things. You count them and it's four. I mean, you could just go on and on with all these things and they still will not, not change. It won't change their mind. It won't alter their thinking. It won't take away the anger that they feel. It's because it's just done over and over and over and over again. How do, do you have any ideas on how they get the media to follow suit? Are, 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 the, are the reporters, the reporters, the journalists, are they just are they just the same as the uh, the victims in this thing, or how are they useful idiots? How are they being used to to stir the narrative? Well, if you're familiar with how newsrooms operate, it's it, it, it's sensationalism. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something exciting or sensational is what sells. So when they go to their editors to do the story, this or the editors send the request down, they're looking for particular types of stories, and so the boss won't print if it doesn't have the, the line that the boss is looking to put mm -hmm. forward. So are the tech companies, the media giants, are they in cahoots? Yes, for the most part. So it comes from a small group of people and it trickles down because nobody wants to lose their job. The right. news station says report like this and they report like this, hmm. you know, and, and it, it sells and it becomes popular and they do it more or even if it doesn't sell, but their boss says, it's just like if you work in a fast food place and he says, you know, put, uh, Swiss cheese instead of American. You're like, but American tastes better. I don't care. I said, put Swiss cheese. You do. You put Swiss cheese because that's what the boss said. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. you're you're forced to comply. But it's so odd because when you're a journalist, when you when you go into this job, no, oh, it used to be. Yeah, like you're, but you're you're thought I'm going to go in there. And I'm going to get down to the story. I'm going to find out what the truth is, and I'm going to report on it. And you have uh, let's do let's talk about the thing, right? The thing that you get and you don't feel too good. The thing and where it came from. You have it came from a bat or it came from the lab, uh, which uh, could be a bioweapon. It could be and more and more stuff's coming out to say that this story is true. All this information that they're getting now is is readily available back to us in 2019, 2020. Right, but supporting a policy of the orange man was <laughs> would get you. But, but as a journalist, though, what's the better story? Oh, it's from a bat. But so let's care. just forget about it. You care about your job. Oh, dale. <laughs> I mean, what industry the the, uh, the employee doesn't care about their, their oh, job? My gosh. You know what? You got to, you know what? I, I, now you had, I had a flashback. 
Uh, right? I'm just so. going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. You know what it's like to fight authority. It, oh. doesn't, it doesn't end well. No. <laughs> it doesn't. And I mean, yeah. even, and I had the same thing with my boss at the FBI is that, you know, it, uh, especially for the FBI, it's a paramilitary, we used to call it a paramilitary organization. It's based on a command structure. Mm. And you constantly try to buck that system. The system will throw you out. Okay. And look at what happened to Trump. He's the best example of the system throwing you out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you have, yeah. Well, I mean, but still, we still have the journalists who've now gone so far as, and now they, now they, they, they've bought into it all. Now they, they, they report on it and they, pers and it appears to me that they truly believe it, what they're saying. Some. Or they need to do this for the greater good, perhaps. I mean, if I go back to, to my days as a police officer, before I was even in canine, I was a young cop and um, uh, I wanted to catch as many bad guys as possible. And they put us out for it. I'm not sure how I ended up out in the canyon, but I ended up in the canyon. The canyon being high dollar homes. Uh, you know, uh, wealthy people mostly lived in the, in the canyon. There were a few little tiny areas where there was some drug activity. One was called Temple Street. Another one was... Uh, uh, down actually in Placentia, but they were bleeding into, into Anaheim. And then we had another play, uh, area where a bunch of Samoans lived and they were doing a lot of drugs, meth and coke and that kind of stuff. And they're very small areas. Well, downtown Anaheim, full of narcotics activity, prostitution, robberies, all kinds of stuff. South Anaheim near Disneyland, totally riddled with, with all kinds of crime. Well, we were young cops that were all kind of put together, former LAPD officer, another guy from Fountain Valley Police Department, and me, and then another guy that I went to the academy with. And we go, you know what? We're going out in the canyon, but we don't care. We're going to go. We're going to make some arrests. And so we went to this little tiny area of Temple Street, this other area, and we were hooking people up like crazy. And so the the, you got the in trouble now. So the the yeah, the monthly stats came out, and we here in this little tiny sector five had arrested more people than sector four and sector three put together. And the sergeants in those areas said, "Hey, what are you guys doing out there in the canyon? You know, what are you doing?" And they went to, to the lieutenant. The lieutenant told us to back off and stop arresting so many people. You're making the other sectors look bad. And we said, what? <laughs> we're arresting people. You're telling us not to arrest. I mean, we were, there were good arrests. We called them pinches back in the day. They were good pinches. We were picking people off like crazy. Guns. Rob we were stopping robberies. And, and, we were, and, they, and the lieutenant. Don't they, the oh, no. Oh, no. We were in big trouble. And they said, you don't slow it down. We will. We will. And we were young. I mean, we were early on in our career. And how many people said that? Oh to, my gosh! Said that to President Trump. Yeah. Stop it! You don't don't try to. Oh my gosh! System. Why you just brought this whole memory back to me? That's your. But example, uh, yeah, the uh, the sergeants got together with the lieutenant, and they said, "You get you got to slow those guys down." And our sergeant that worked for us, he was friends with these other guys. So that's where the real pressure came. They put pressure on him to slow us down. So he called us all together and said, "You guys need to slow it down. Um, you guys are arresting too many people." And uh, Ugly in the city of Anaheim. Oh, I'm trying to see because uh, Carol's from Anaheim too. Ah. Uh, but um, that was, uh, yeah. So what we ended up doing, remember I told you we used to get fishing poles. There's a lake out there in Anaheim Hills yeah. Canyon. There's a lake out that we got fishing poles and we had barbecues and we went fishing for the rest of our time there. And everybody was much happier with us fishing and didn't care. Is that crazy? Sounds like government. Ugh. So I can say that now. I think I've held that in for so many years. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> that was one of the one of the strangest times in my career. They actually told us to stop arresting people. But are we cops? We're police. So I see what you're saying. You just brought me back to a period of time where even 
Yeah, you just sometimes it's hard to buck the system. So back to the um, uh, the victims. I want to call them the victims. I, I, you know, I'm willing to say that some of these people are just again. We I call them useful idiots or what have you. These people that have been indoctrinated into believing our country is evil and racist, all kind of stuff, um, and have been sucked into this idea that America is a horrible place. Was there? Did you ever come up with a solution for that? Or was it just that you wanted to be aware of it so you knew who to watch and follow? Or was there so a way of intervening before that, that happened? was the whole point, was oh, the intervention look before at that. they became dangerous. So you had to apply programs. Once you knew the clusters and in which areas they were most vulnerable, you applied solutions to those areas. So if it was their social conditioning, um, was it their economic, that's why they throw money at the problem. That's why the <laughs> radical left throws money at the problem because you're like, okay, they have an economic problem. But we used to always say, you can't solve one cluster and think the person's gonna be solved mm. or the person's gonna be de-radicalized. If you don't address the ideology, that was the biggest fight we had. If you don't address the ideology, this person is gonna constantly keep radicalizing mm. because they have this grievance attached to an ideology and that's a very lethal combination. And so at the root of what they're um, motivated by is the ideology, which is wokeism or this critical race theory. And so if we don't combat, taking us back to you and I and our stand for Christ is that <laughs> the world needs Jesus because mm. if you can't get people back to denounce the ideology, then you're constantly going to have new recruits. To come to a moral. Uh, and there is no other moral compass. The world is binary. There is good and there is evil. Mm -hmm. If people do not come back to the Christ as the moral guideline, then morality becomes relative. Wow. And everybody's morality will change based on who they are, their background, their culture, their religion, whatever it is. So unless you have a God-based standard, we're going to constantly be coming up against a corrupt ideology, and at the at the root, man is wicked. So there's no it's there's that's no there's no surprise that in California that Gavin Newsom his one of his main things was shutting down churches. Of course, you have to because they're the only ones that are are not afraid of uh, what man can do to you. Do not be afraid of what man can do. Wow. I mean, when you're talking about throwing money at stuff, I, I think about how why uh, President Trump's uh, most of his solutions work so well because it was the op exact opposite of what our government nobody does. Yes, normally that's does. what they wanted. It's like, you know, go to talk about Mexico, for instance, like, all right, we need your help at the border. So what this is what's, how it's going to go. I'm going to not give you money until you do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, it was the exact opposite. What, what Kamala Harris is going down to Guatemala. OK, we're going to give you. Millions of dollars to fix because your problem. No, what, millions of dollars not going to fix the problem. How about not foreign, giving them the money until they fix the problem? That's what foreign diplomacy was. When in his speech in North Carolina, he just laid it up because he has a business perspective. Mm -hmm. The business perspective is what is my goal? What's my problem? That's how I apply a solution. But that's not the way diplomacy works. Mm -hmm. The U.S. foreign diplomacy sector, whether it goes across from the State Department on down through the de defense, through Congress, is based on certain diplomatic principles of peace through you know negotiation we have to talk it out we have to appease them we have and, and things that have historically never worked but yet we continue to do them it's very odd right it's very odd and when you try to go in the system and apply a completely different methodology yep. and not fire and not hire the usual people and not follow the usual protocol 
the whole system revolts against you and will stop you at every turn. Wow. It's amazing how quickly people change when you stop funding them and you put tariffs on them. And, and we saw it. We saw it at work. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like very simple. That's what yeah. he was telling them yeah, at, the, at the UN, WHO. <laughs> He's like, listen, you guys are going to carry. He went to Germany. You guys need to carry your fair share. Yeah. Why am I still paying for this stuff? Yeah. South Korea. Why do I pay millions of dollars? You guys pay nothing. Oh my God. It is really, I mean, it, it, it remind me of Iran. You know, Obama yeah. gives them a billion dollars in the, in the shadows of the night in cash. Yeah. That they eventually use that cash to pay for terrorists to kill Americans. Because that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Trump comes in and says, no more money to any of you idiots. It's it's done. And then the first thing Biden does is undo those uh, those policies to give them back their money. And I mean, we, we truly have put into place. Uh, uh, we, we basically put the enemy in the White House. If you have if uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> just picture. I mean, because he's 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 friends to China. Oh, we're not talking bad about China. And why right? is he friends with China though? Well, Economic he, motives. Yes, of course. I don't think he would like naturally. Same thing as the NBA. Why is the NBA friends with China? Yeah, economic motives. Oh, Eddie, this did not make me feel better. It was supposed to make me feel better. Was it? <laughs> I was trying to help Amy too. Amy doesn't feel that great. Uh, she says, um, uh, "Yeah, what was the other thing she had to say? She was just so had it." I'm glad you're on right now because I'm beyond um, uh, frustrated with the world today. There is a small part of me, although this happens happened very quickly. What are we in? Six months? I feel like we're, we're it's about time for another election. Oh, but it doesn't. I mean, but it's only it's not even. Yeah, but 2022 will be fun. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah, that that election will be fun. But God, we're gonna give this guy another year and a half. Way more than that. I mean, he's done this. He's done this, this much damage in six months. Yeah. And taking credit for, he only takes credit for the really, you know, the, the things that came out of the last administration. He takes credit for the good things. And, and then, he, and he, peter out but, but then anything that went wrong, he, he blames it on the, the last administration. Impossible. Anything good? Oh yeah. I'm the one with the vaccine. I made sure that everybody could have it. Uh, and well, the, he's only going to be able to ride that train for a little bit longer. Now, as the economy continues to tank, our, our yep. uh, diplomacy strategies fail. We'll inevitably end up starting more wars. Uh, it, there's going to be hell to pay. Mm. We have to do something about the, the weak minded. I, I've, I, I just don't understand them. I don't understand. You would think that at some point they would get tired of being lied to. That that's that, I think that's the most frustrated thing for me and probably Amy too and Carol is that you 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 just these lies continue to be debunked and that we keep on talking. We we've but been talking about that they don't see that because their news sources don't provide those. So you remember we're each in echo chambers. Mm -hmm. We hear the evidence that supports our party. They hear the evidence that supports their party. The lie. So they're well, but that's that's all they're fed, and so they don't ever leave. Neither side is leaving their echo chamber. Hmm. Well, uh, we don't listen to their stuff. Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, that's how I know how bad it is. I mean, but yeah, Fox plays it all the time, and then uh, and then you have oh uh, the the snippets. Yeah, but if you were to hear the longer or read the longer news stories. Um, that they read, it's filled with oh, New York Times. I read because I know that's where most of it's coming from. Yeah, I mean that, but the evidence that they're provided is compelling. Hmm. It's it's not compelling to you because you hear the other side of the news story.
but they're not hearing the other side of the news story. Hmm. Well, they should. <laughs> they should. Everybody should. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to want to to consciously. No, I do. I do venture over to the other side just to see what's going on. But you, you don't get past. They're still talking about Trump. <laughs> like it's the craziest thing. They're they're not talking. The one of the things that they're completely ignoring. They ignore the border. There's not a story about the border. Anytime yeah. I've gone to That's CNN or MSNBC, it. it's uh, you know the the stuff happened. They're finally starting to talk a little bit about what's happening mm -hmm. with one. Same uh, with Hunter Biden. They just talked about no, it. Maybe just a smidge. Yeah, but they're not talking about that either. Anytime anything new comes up, they don't talk about anything. So they're simply just. But they're still focused on definitely focused on Trump. Everything still is his fault. So we used to always say about the Middle East that uh, the Palestinian crisis was the opiate of the masses. And Trump is useful to the radical left in that mm. way. He's the opiate of the masses. Just keep talking about Trump and the audience is drunk. Drunk with rage, <laughs> anger, you know, yeah. frustration. Just keep feeding them that Trump juice and everybody just gets crazy. You know, it diverts people's attention from what's really going on. If you have to really talk about the economy, the rising crime rates, the rising inflation, the gas prices, if they were to talk about those things that are actually happening in this country, uh, people may change their mind. Again, at the root is the ideology. If you don't address the political grievances and the ideology, the people will continue to radicalize. Hmm. Uh, so can you read this one? Fauci, uh, Amy says, Fauci's emails show indisputable proof that he lied and lied about everything, but he's still on morning shows and they're gushing over him like he's a rock star. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the ones uh, that they uh, were talked about, um, the timelines, when you see the dates that they came out and then what he would say on the mic would be two different things. Or he would say that, well, I didn't know anything about, you know, one thing or the other. And then there's an email saying, the person telling him about the thing. That and remember, the other side is not seeing that just juxtaposition. Mm. It's only on the conservative media do they give you that juxtaposition so that you hear, yeah. he said this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some, that's what makes a, a Dan show so great today is uh, he went, he goes over a bunch of those timelines and say, do you see what he said? We're playing the video of him speaking on the camera, uh, on the mic there in the White House. And then this is when he got this email. The email said, you know, this we're concerned about what's happening in Wuhan and what's what is, you know, possibly escaped from the, the lab. And then he goes on the and then says, Oh, we think it came for a bet. <laughs> and there's a story coming out, you know, there's a study coming out by some very good uh, uh virologists. I think that's what they're called. I forget what they call the virus people. Um coming out from some very, you know, smart well, we people. We do that about everything. I got to tell you, even in Republican mm. conservative administrations, there could be multiple theories about something that mm. concerns us. Like during the time of terrorism, we constantly avoided saying Muslims, even though we were dealing with a massive ISIS problem. We talked about violent extremism, mm -hmm. which we ended up being code for Islamic extremism. But everyone's like, we can't upset the Muslims. And we'd talk about, you know, uh, Tamil Tigers or other kinds of like obscure sources of violence. And we'd say, well, there's all kinds. <laughs> it's like it, it, they were so disproportionately less than what we were dealing with with ISIS, mm. but for mid the media's sake and for public discourse, we had to say it was everybody. I get it. 
Can I ask you one more question? You may not be able to answer this question. Okay. Um, do you feel that there's a distinct difference between the upper echelons of the FBI and the men and women that are on the ground, like the? Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. Hmm. I mean, it was. It, it, I mean, we see now what happened with Andy McCabe and hmm. uh, Lisa Page, and it was. Call me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what they were, what they got away with was criminal. Criminal. Yeah. I mean, I, and I told you, based on the standards at the FBI, the amount of polygraphs you go through, lifestyle polys, the slightest indiscretion, cheating on a spouse, excessive drinking, uh, money problems, like overusing your credit cards, would call you into a polygraph and can get you kicked out. I said, but this lady was sleeping with her colleague and one of them was married. I mean, they, they, it was an adulterous relationship while they were both at the FBI using FBI phones to text each other and neither of them ever got in trouble. But somebody down, you know, three floors down from them mm -hmm. would have lost his job doing that. Wow. It's just, it's just- It's almost on. two different departments. Yeah. I mean, but everything in the government's that yeah, way. FBI A and FBI B. Everything in the government's like that. Carol said her feed stopped with a warning from the tech gods. I am warned. From our feed? Our feed? Or something else that was going on? <laughs> something we were talking about? I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I'm I'm being... Uh, I'm, on, I'm on the verge. My, um, my friends at His Glory said they were removed from YouTube. Oh. For Flynn's interview. John oh, really? Flynn's. Yeah. They got two warnings suspended and now they were removed. But luckily for them, they had downloaded all their content off of YouTube mm. first. Yep. Important thing to do. Yep. Mine. Oh, when I said Dr. Fauci, oh, your Dr. Fauci comments. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I know you weren't quite sure how this was going to, it, it, was it okay? Absolutely. Uh, everything yeah. was always okay. <laughs> Going, so what are, how are we doing this I, I just i was on i was just so engrossed in so many things are happening today and then despite the fact that we're late to cook dinner we're late daughter. to cook dinner it's all right she's the both your daughter and my daughter they stay up until tomorrow yes so <laughs> vampires yeah we don't no yeah we don't all right i don't know if i'm gonna have another andy falco show before wednesday but um uh i could i would appreciate your your prayers as um just going through a little bit of surgery uh, and we are looking forward to the next time I broadcast, I won't have any more cancer. Amen. That'd be awesome, right? Amen. So let's, Absolutely. Get, that, let's get that done. Uh, I will, we will have a devotional tomorrow. Um, and so we'll probably talk a little bit about more about it then, but uh, just kind of want to let you guys know that on Wednesday, that's what will be happening. So I would appreciate your, your positive thoughts and prayers on Wednesday morning. That would be awesome. Uh, Thank you. you Thrown back into Facebook jail. <laughs> it's yep. possible. Uh, it's possible. Dang it. I didn't talk about that other guy. I didn't talk about the guy in his the email, boss. But the guy, yeah, I didn't talk about that. Thank you so much, Amy. Appreciate it. Carol, thank you for the prayers. Um, and uh, those friends of mine that I, I'm getting lots of friends on Twitter. I mean, every every time I look, I got five or six more. And I think I'm already up like 200 from yesterday. Nice. So if any of you are watching uh, my new friends on Twitter, glad to meet you. Um, please leave a comment on uh, Twitter. Also, that'd be awesome. I mean, I've, I have not been, I've not used Twitter at all. I have the presence, but I only look at the things that are going on. And for the first time, I've actually started tweeting. Oh, I know. It's so weird. It's been around for so Watch long. Watch out. That, it sucks. <laughs> it's a, it's so brutal. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, the friends that I used to have, you know, I'm really, I had some really close friends that I've done some really good, important projects with, wrote a, a scientific paper. I'm a co-author on a, on a, on a, what do they call it when it's reviewed? A reviewed scientific paper, peer-reviewed. a peer-reviewed scientific paper. I'm a co-author with these people. Oh my gosh, they hate my guts now. We are good friends. Oh, oh you should no. have seen some of the stuff they wrote about me. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I loved it. It was good. All right, my friends, we love you. Uh, we got to cook dinner, but uh, thank you for the discussion, Hedia. I just wanted Always to talk pleasure. about that. I, I, you know, if we're going to work great. these. You really, uh, you really enlightened me too by oh. asking the question. Very cool. Good. We're good for each other. Always. God is amazing. God is good. He knew we belong together. All right. <laughs> we love you guys. Gravy. All right. That's it. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. God bless.